So I'm laying in bed and the slap heard around the world. I did not realize he actually connected with his face. I because we were debating whether or not he smacked the card out of his hand or if he smacked his face. He literally he smacked him in the face. I think he did, but if you look, Chris Rock kind of like leans it. It almost does look staged because it's just so bizarre. It becomes a big conspiracy that people say, oh, it was staged, they're acting because Oscar's ratings are going down, they need some drama. But I don't think that's the case. Maybe not, but I think Will Smith needs to... He needs... I don't know, maybe they're fine, but you... Listen, the joke wasn't great either, okay? But instead of letting yourself look like a fool in front of the world and assaulting a person... Maybe you say something from the, if you have to, you know, you yell something and then, okay, shoot. And then after the show, you talk about it because they probably mm. have a hit, like they're probably friends. And I guess they were going to make a, they were going to make up at the Vanity Fair or whatever. I Oscar think they something. did. They and did. then a few minutes before recording, he put out a public apology on Instagram. Okay, well, cool. But still, I'm not sure if his marriage is healthy. Because, uh, listen, they're open to everything <laughs> except jokes. I'm not laughing at their misfortune or the bad marriage there. It's, I, I it's bizarre. It was I don't bizarre know, is what it was. I don't know the con. I know the context of her illness with her head, her baldness, right. and Does why she Chris cut her Rock hair. Know? But she posted an inst. She said on Instagram, like, oh, "I guess there's nothing to do but laugh about it or whatever." So I cut my hair, and she told, uh, talked about it a little bit, and was kind of making what seems to be light of it. But I don't even know if Chris Rock even knew about what why she had shaved her head, or what her about her condition. I know they worked together on Madagascar. I don't know if they recorded together. I, who knows? But I don't know if he just thought they were f well enough friends that he could make a joke like that and not be, not think too much of it, like think it was being really hurtful. Yeah. Because she looked just annoyed to me. Like she rolled her eyes and went yeah, and like Will that. Yeah, Will Smith was and laughing. Will Smith was laughing. But. But I, I understand, like, if it, you don't make fun of somebody who's bald who has cancer. You just don't do that. Well, it's not. It's alopecia. And I know it's alopecia, but I don't. I just don't know if she thought he didn't. If she was that re really through. that affected by it, I don't know. And I'm not saying that it's okay. I but just. I guess I'm just. It was an overreaction. This was an Andy. That was an overreaction yeah. moment. Like that's literally. If it really was a. And it kind of makes slap, me. It makes that's me look. Assault. It makes me think down on Will Smith a little bit. Like too, I lost though. a little bit of respect for him, and you know, I that. was I was super confused because then at his, and I, I, when he, during his speech, he mm -hmm. starts apologizing. I'm like, did I miss something? And it turns out I did because I didn't realize what had happened because the audio cut, so I had no right. idea what was going on. I was only seeing it. And I'm I, I, was I know confused. I know kind of what he feels too because that I mean I haven't slapped a guy on live television at the Oscars. But well, you haven't lived when yet. you when you have a moment like that, like a milestone moment, you don't want it to be ruined by anything. You don't want it to be spoiled. Like you, I, this, right, I could win my won, first. Though. I know, but at that, 
there's a strong chance he was the front runner basically to win this award. And what a twist and for him to win after that. For him to win it and now it's kind of tainted by this controversy. That's something that's going to be on on the brain. Yeah. And in the mainstream for many many years if not forever. But it's one of those things you might look back on. There's moments I think we've all had it where, oh man, this would have been such a great moment, but then this happened that kind of brought it down. Got to get and those ratings it up. It makes you feel bad about, why did I do that? Yeah. Well, hopefully they're they're good. Uh, it was all bizarre. And speaking of bizarre, you recording? All right. We got love, betrayal, human beings. A dozen red roses. <laughs> All of this and more <laughs> on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the room. Two men talk about the films you care about or don't. It's the Sequel Men podcast and it starts right now. All right, welcome to yet another episode of Sequel Men the Podcast. We got a special one. We're not talking about Start that. Start over. Fuck. Start over. Don't make it any. Don't make it special at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have a pretty ordinary one. <laughs> just your, just your run-of-the-mill episode coming around here. We got another episode of <laughs> Sequel Men the Podcast. And I'm not. I'm not kidding. This is just a regular yeah. one. Uh, I'm Christian Brigadal, and with me is Spencer. Hi, how are you? Finishing up our franchise mm-hmm. here, and uh, movie that I'm I I especially hold in high esteem. Um, if, in case you didn't read the title, obviously we're we're talking about Tommy Wiseau's 2002 or 2003. I believe um, it's 2003, Spencer. I think you're right. The Room. Which say what you want, but masterpiece of an art film. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I I want to just dive right in because we need to give it the spotlight fully and not take away with the with the pre talking. We'll just start talking about it. I'm gonna do it a what little. What was your first experience with the room? My first experience with the room was. Was um, I, I I saw the rooftop clip at a friend's house. They were talking about this movie that I'd never heard of, and and this guy that I'd never heard of, this really eccentric guy. And I'm like, all right. I watched it, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it 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 had comedic beats. It had some emotional beats as well. And it, it and hit some me. actual and I, beats. Right. And it, it impacted me in a way that I think this movie was what inspired me to kind of go to film school because I'm like, yo, if this movie can get made, I can make a movie. So kind of if this can be made, any I can do it. And I can do it better. Right. And I can but do them one out, better. I haven't made one up to this I, level yet. Me neither. My my senior thesis. I don't know, man. I you try to live up to the esteem. You try to live up to the esteem. Sometimes we don't reach the heights. No, you don't. But I'll say this. I think this film 
is a commentary on um, just everyday life. You'll notice the performances... Just weird things happen. Bizarre things happen bizarre, in life. And they're not trying to play it... Sometimes we have sex for 15 minutes at a time. You do, and it happens. I've been there. Joel, I mean... Well, I don't know if Joel can really relate. They call him the one and done, and it's not because he does it one time. It's it, it's just one minute. But... Um, and thank you for that intro, Joel. Okay. But, but, but the thing is, it's a commentary on just, like, this stuff is real. This happens. It's not some big, you can, you can tell by the performances. They're, this they're movie great. has they it all. It straight. It's got sex. It's got drugs. It's got rooftop assaults. It's got lies. It's got love triangles. Love squares. It's got eccentric accents. Yeah, eccentric and eccentric people. Yeah, and and what I was saying about the performances, if you know, there's a new overbearing mother. <laughs> no, we've all been there. Mother-in-laws, mothers. If you're married, mother-in-laws. You, I mean, you get it. You get Claudette's point of view. You're looking out for your daughter. You want her to have that security, whether she loves the guy or not. I think we've all been there too. Like I, I mean. Who hasn't questioned whether or not they love their spouse or future spouse every now and then? By the way, you want to know a synonym for future wife or future husband, fiance? Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that I appreciate about this film is they, they, they play off your expectations and they kind of flip it around. Yeah, they could just say fiance, but why? It's an art film. Like, why would you say... Fiance, not everybody knows what that word is, A. B, I think it's more powerful to say future wife, future husband. I mean, that's just you know, me. I like how they all, not only do they flip it around in terms of saying, taking the long way around in terms of saying that, but they also flip it in terms of, not, you don't see people toss around a football in tuxedos every day. That I mean, I like how they, it's just something different. You could have had him in gym shorts. You could have had him in sweats. But no, we're going to wear him tuxedos. This is meaning something. What does it mean? What I, does it mean, Lisa? I'll tell you. I think what it means. Passion. It's, it's it's like um, pain. It, it's like a mullet. It's business in the front, party in the back. You're not going to change your hairstyle. You're not going to change your clothes just to go play a, a, a sport and have fun. They had a photo shoot. Why change out? Of your, what I it's think a perfectly, they were doing is it was fine. to loosen up, because he said, you know, you, these photos are going to look great. Your your engagement photos are going to look great. So why not just get comfortable in your outfits and play in your outfits? I've never seen football played in tuxes. Uh, I think it's more realistic, and that's why it's a movie. Um, they play with your expectations. I think it's more realistic if they had played. Uh, basketball or baseball because those are kind of classier right. sports you don't golf not, you golf right but that's that's the other great thing about this film is they're taking chances they're taking chances and the, I, the performances i'm going to circle around again then mm-hmm. i'll let you say what you're going to say they're not they're not trying they're not over the top with it they're being real i think and that shows because it, it's almost like they're not trying at all and I think that works to the benefit of the film. Right. 
I I can't even say anything because it's such a powerful movie. It is powerful. And another thing, it's like, you know how you watch cartoons? Yeah. And everybody, there are some movies, they wear the same outfit throughout one act or one scene. Yep. They're always wearing the same outfit. Why this movie does something different? You have one scene and then it's the same day. They'll have multiple locations. They're wearing different outfits. Yeah. And I like that. It's showing variation. It it and it and sometimes maybe we have a little ring theory here and there, and we come around and they're back in their other outfits, or they wear their or yeah. There's a couple sex scenes in the movie that are on completely different days, yes. but yet I think you can you can see that they filmed it on the same day because she's wearing the same earrings in the shot for two different sex scenes. It's you know not every movie does that. They're always all oh, continuity, continuity, but this one they don't care. No, they don't, and and that goes. It's back all to about the. Perf- it's all about the 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 story. Well, it's a nuance, the, and the story. Yeah. Speaking of story, let me just break the movie down for us real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I won't do Act One. Some act people two, like, act what three. the fuck is the room? Let's, let's, let's. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She said that I hit her. <sighs> what? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. So the room. Um, obviously, we meet our main character, Johnny, played by the director, producer, writer. Does he have a last name? No, I think it's just Johnny, and that's another great thing I like about it. You don't need to know their last name. When do you call somebody first name, last name? You just call them by their first name. We don't care about their last name. When you're name. the DMB, but... We do get one last name in this, and that's uh, Chris R., which... I like the mystery of we just get a letter. I think that is that's something you don't see. It just lets in a lot of the, the audience like make it right. the story up as they go. So Johnny, he's in he's engaged to Lisa, and his best friend, Mark, is his best friend, played by Greg Sestero, his best friend in real life. He's his best friend, and they have this love triangle. So it starts off Johnny and Lisa. They have sex real quick. They're engaged. Real he quick. brings her flowers. Yeah. It like goes for on. A good 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just a quick one. And then we find out, and here's the big twist of it that we keep going back and forth. Lisa is, she doesn't love Johnny anymore. She's in love with Mark, Johnny's best friend. He's, because he's his, he's his, his best friend, friend that is his best friend. They've known each them. other a long time. Yeah. We don't and, know how, we don't know why. No, but we know that they are best friends. And another sidebar real quick. Another thing that this does outside of the norm is usually, you know, I'm tired of the whole show, don't tell. Sometimes just tell me. Like, I don't make my mind work. Just tell me. Johnny's my best friend. Thank you. Now I don't have to... Now I don't have to think about it. I just know it. Future wife, future husband. Thank you for just telling me. Got it. You know... And then we get another character, Claudette, who is Lisa's mom. Very supportive, but Lisa... Lisa's actually the antagonist of this film. She pushes her mom away. Her mom's giving her sound advice. It doesn't matter if you love somebody if they have money. Like, I, I think Hollywood, if they made more movies like that... I think they would appeal to a wider audience. Absolutely. This one goes there. Mm-hmm. It's not about love. We know that. It never is about love. It's about financial security. Everything else is going to sort itself out. 
don't throw your life away just because you don't love him. That's ridiculous. So she's in love with Mark, not in love with John anymore. Denny comes in. He's their 18-year-old foster son, if I'm reading the room correctly. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hi, Denny. He likes to watch them take naps and hang out. <laughs> And uh, and play football. Naps. So that's the that's Act One. You know, I just like to watch this movie. Right, and then so Plus Act three's Two. A crowd. Yeah, two. What's the phrase? Two's a two's a, but three's a crowd. It doesn't anyway, matter. It doesn't. Uh, next day, jo- uh, Mark and Lisa. The timeline's really funky in this movie. It is, but another thing. Look at Tarantino. Look at his movies. Ah, back and forth. See, back that's and forth. unorthodox. You don't, you don't have to know. You don't have to know. I think that's what keeps you engaged. So then she and Mark bang it out. Mark and Johnny don't even see each other until they're a half hour into the movie. But remember, they're best friends. So we don't need to see them together. That doesn't matter. We've it's already not been told that. that information. We know it. Why do we need to see it? We don't. Like, if movies would just stop showing us shit and making our brains hurt... Just tell us what we need to know. So they hang out on the rooftop at some point, and I know I'm missing a detail here, but um, Johnny has suspicions about Lisa not being loyal. No, 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 that's wrong. She gets him drunk in a scene, then tells her mom and her best friend Michelle that he hit her because he drinks. And that he drinks. But he doesn't drink. He said, I don't drink. She lied. And she got him drunk. And that's bullshit. He did not hit her. It's not he true. He did not. It's, he did not. So he and Mark are up on the rooftop now. Mark has this endearing moment where he he relates to Johnny with a story about uh, a girl who at one time had a dozen guys. And I, what was it? They One of them found out about it. Beat her up so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. People are very strange these days. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. I, that that really lightens him up. Because I think he thinks it's a joke, because you hear him like laughing. You know, what a story, Mark. And I think I think that's actually quite sweet because Johnny he he sees his friend is is down in the dumps so of course he's going to use a humorous antidote <laughs> a humorous antidote to help him through and what's funnier honestly we all know from the Oscars what sells violence beating people up so I think that is that is is telling of their relationship. And we're kind of getting the, the, the hint that Mark is also, also struggling a little bit with how he wants to proceed with Lisa. All the while, this whole movie, I'm going to sum it up with this. It centers on she doesn't love him, but loves Mark. Mark loves her, then doesn't love her. And then nobody loves her. She's the antagonist. But all this is going down. Except her mother. Except her mother and Denny. The amazing thing about this is how it pulls off and it sticks true to the plot. She's planning a surprise birthday for Johnny. So even though she doesn't love him, the beauty of it is she realizes this is what she has to do. It's his birthday. You don't 
just give up on somebody's right. birthday. You wait Even till if after you don't, birthday. Right. So, or better yet, you cheat on them at their birthday. I Yeah, and that's a shocking scene, and I think that's why it works Again, so well. Again, it, it's a twist. It is a twist. Lots of twists in this movies, and I'm not just talking about their sex movies. Lots of twists, lots of going back and forth, and uh, you know, we do that sometimes in we life. Do. We we make a decision and then we go back on it and it's almost like it's almost like we made that decision then a few days later we make the same decision again and in the days between it's like we didn't even make that decision ever you know what i mean and it's all kind it's of like a we had yeah and one it's almost like our life if our life were scenes they would be out of order yeah because almost. you don't know what life's going to bring at you no. life isn't a movie Curveball. Exactly. You play it. Or football as you get in this it. movie. It is football. Sometimes again, you get knocked over and hit some trash cans and get a concussion. You do. And then you have to get recast in the middle of the Sometimes film. Sometimes you leave your boxers some, no, at your, your friend's your house. Undies, your undies. They're not even boxers. Me underwears. Sometimes you leave your underwears at your friend's house because they leave the door unlocked. You try to sneak it in your pocket, but guess what? Don't get any ideas, Joel. Yep. Your friend's mom sees that. You're not just getting a book. And this movie is a tragedy. You know, chocolate is a symbol of love. It is. It is. Especially when you're swapping it back and forth while you're making out. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. This is, the, this is another movie where chocolate's in it, and it makes me really want some. So you know what I did today? You got some chocolate? I got a chocolate bar. And you ate it off your own chest. Almost. I almost did. I ate it before I saw that scene. Uh, so it was kind of a, uh, like a regret, a missed opportunity for me. So that mm-hmm. kind of ruined my whole day. But getting to watch this movie kind of lifted me up again. And it really is a tragedy because in the end we see, you know, it's his birthday. So the big climatic moment. She's still pretending she loves him, but not really. Everybody goes outside, but hey... Let's come back inside and eat some cake. But we need some fresh air. Let's go outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody go outside except for the the birthday boy's best friend. future wife. And best friend. Yes, and best friend. Exactly. Who exactly. doesn't even want to do what he's, he's they, doing? Where's my wife? Where's my future wife? Oh, she inside still. Yeah. And With the, Mark. The, it actually is a, a quite... A sad ending because Johnny kills himself. He shoots well, himself in the head because he can't handle the pressures of. He knows at this point Lisa and Johnny. Uh, nope, Lisa and Mark are see, they're so alike behind his back. Yeah, because he's been recording them this entire time mm-hmm. through a cassette tape. So, yeah, I like how you you notice that earlier in the movie they go into real detail of him hooking that thing up. Yes, we spend a lot of time just watching him plug that in. Oh, and that's kind of a metaphor for how long, how drawn out this conflict is. And I think it's also a metaphor for Claudette because Ooh. she, although it's not a cassette tape, she did get the results back. And she definitely Mm. has breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Everything goes wrong at once. Nobody wants to help me, and I'm dying. But moving on from that. Moving on from that real quick. 
there's also the 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 e the e plot or the f plot i lose track oh yeah the standout denny, scene denny mm-hmm. oh is a drug dealer chris r money he almost gets shot but luckily everybody just happens to be in the at the right place at the right time. I don't have them anymore. What kind of drugs, Denny? It doesn't matter. I don't have them anymore. It doesn't matter. How in the hell did you get involved with drugs? Uh, Who were you giving them to him? Selling them to him? Where in the hell did you meet that man? What kind of drugs do you take? It's nothing like that. What the hell is wrong with you? Johnny, Mark, Claudette, and Lisa come to save the day on the roof. Mark and Johnny take Chris R. To we don't know what police. happens to him. Well, he goes to jail. Denny says it. He says, yeah, he's going to jail. It's fine. Well, Claudette ain't buying it. Well, no, because what is he selling drugs? Is he buying drugs? Why does he owe him money? It doesn't make sense. What kind of money? What kind of money are we talking about? I mean, I think that's an important question. Well, I wouldn't worry about That it. she asks. What kind of money, Denny? I mean, Which it could valid. be in rubles. It could be in... Jamaican dollars. It could mean the Canadian dollar. It could be sickles or galleons or nuts. And that's that's one of the elements. It could be monopoly I think, money. I think he actually, Tommy Wiseau, the the auteur of mm-hmm. this film. I think to research, you know, and to find his directorial style, I think he he watched J.J. Abrams because he's real big on mystery boxes throughout the film. Some get opened, some do not, and I think. That's okay, because it, it does leave a little bit up to the viewer to decide, did Denny pay the drug dealer back? What kind was well, it Well, now we know drugs? what he meant by, I need sugar and butter. Exactly. We're not talking, we're talking maybe some booger sugar. And speaking of coming and going, that's what she said, we haven't even touched on who I think is the main character of the film, and here's my hot take I was telling you about. Yeah, the movie centers on Lisa. Yeah, the movie centers on on Johnny and Mark. But I think we miss the big picture when we focus too much on them because how do they all get to each other? They walk through that doorway. That door, I think, is the main character. I think Tommy Wiseau wanted us to see that door and use it as a metaphor. People are coming and going from your life all the time. I think there's and a deep Claudette meaning even there. says that. She's like, how many people do you have coming and going all day through here? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't well, matter, Claudette. you got two already. Yep. Your two friends who you let sleep in your house. With chocolate and undies. Chocolate and me underwears. Yep. And a book. The book. The book. Joel would be Joel, proud of that scene. See, that, that, scene. that scene. Joel identifies with that scene. He does. He would. He would. But the door, though, because it's not it's not restricting anybody. There's no lock. It's an open house. Anyone can come in and be a part of this movie. And I I viewed it as a character. I viewed it as a character. It had a voice. Yeah. It was the center of most scenes. It started scenes. It 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 ended them. It did end them with an exclamation point. If it weren't for the door, we wouldn't have a way for characters to be introduced. No, exactly. Like Denny wouldn't be able... The matchmaker. Exactly. How did people get into the party? How did people get into your life? How did they go outside to get some fresh air? Mm -hmm. 
if and they weren't al- if they weren't able to use the door, they wouldn't have had that private moment with the cake, and then Johnny wouldn't have walked in. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Just shut up. What, what are you doing? What, what's going on here? You really don't know, do you? Maybe I know more than you think I do, Mark. Shit. All right. What do you want from me, huh? huh? All right. Okay, folks, everything is fine. Fight this over, folks. I'm sorry, Mark. Don't touch me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, which... It's okay. We. It's okay, Mark. Another beautiful moment. They made up right there. Right then and there. But it doesn't like it, matter. Because Mark's going to turn right back around and betray him again. Yeah. And then blame him killing himself And then the next Lisa. scene... I mean, how many times do people flip-flop in life? One scene, one second, they're saying... Lisa's a manipulative bitch. The next second, you're you're snogging her on your best friend's best mm-hmm. friends, not just any friend. This no, is your best, best friend. friend. This Johnny is his best friend. They're f- fucking on his bed. Yeah, and on his couch, and during his party. And during his party, it doesn't matter. Well, almost during the party. Very close. Mark tries to stop it, but hey. And we know you how know, manipulative Lisa. Apparently, be. Lisa doesn't have very good friends because mm-hmm. her friend walks in on her cheating on Johnny, and just, eh, it, it's it's funny now. It's a funny thing that and you're where committing does she go? You're, that you're cheating on your future husband. Where does she go? Where does she go? The door. The door. She that's walks right. Out of the room. With through the and door. And hence, out of that, when she walked out of that door, the trust just. Well, I think when the door closes, it... There's a barrier there now. There's a barrier, but it almost locks in the trust. Door closes, trust can't get out, trust can't get in. That's true. And, you know, she wanted her to get out. She, What was her name? Marissa? Melissa? Michelle. Michelle? Michelle. Are you trying to ruin my birthday party, she says, as they proceed to hit each other with pillows? Oh, yeah. And, you know, another... Mm-hmm. Like, is that her best friend? I, think I don't she know. Has a best friend is too. Michelle going to cheat on Lisa? With... What's the guy's name? The undies guy. Michael. Michael. That's right. That's Which right. That's another thing. What a perfect pair. It's it not is. every day you have a Michelle and a Michael no. get together. Their no. names are so similar. It's almost like it was written that way on purpose. I think... The other great, great thing about this is if you know anything about Tommy Wiseau's life, this... Everybody pretty much knows nothing about their his except life. Except this movie, I think, is a commentary on his life. All he's ever wanted was people to like him and to be his friend. And what better way to do that? Write a movie with your best friend, cast other people that have to be there because you're paying them. This is a metaphor for college, for fraternities. You're paying for friends. Wow. The room is a fraternity. Alpha, room, sigma, chi. Don't worry about that. Lisa loves you too, as a person, as a human being, as a friend. You know, people don't have to say it. 
They can feel it. What do you mean? You can love someone deep inside your heart and there is nothing wrong with it. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. This movie is a masterpiece. It. Um, they even have a Citizen Kane reference. Did I miss when that? he's knocking all the shit down in his apartment, in his house. Oh, and the yeah. other thing, yeah, he's, he's knocking strong? everything down. He's ah, knocking cupboards and glasses and throwing things at the mirror. That's like Citizen Kane because yeah. he lives in this big house. He's alone. And I felt Citizen that Kane is wealthy. He has everything mm -hmm. in the world except for the thing that he, the woman that he loves, and his sled. Mm -hmm. And this is what Johnny finds himself in. He doesn't have Lisa anymore. She betrayed him. She betrayed yeah. him. His job betrayed him. Everybody he didn't get did. the promotion. No. His best friend, best friend Spencer, betrayed him. Which the only person that didn't betray there. him was innocent Denny. Denny has been. He was there, and I, I so wish. And all he did was like to Denny watch. Denny had been there five minutes earlier. Right before he found that gun. I, I don't think he even knew he had that. No, gun. He's he saw a little around. treasure chest there, and he's oh. Honestly, Lisa, I think the end, your gun. I I'm not. I'm truly not trying to make light of suicide. That it, it truly is. You know, no, no, we, no, we no, joke no, on the no, show. No, 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 no. It's a. It's terrible, and this could actually, you know, this happens to people. But I think the writer Tommy. I almost. I have a conspiracy theory that there was nothing in the gun. Because if you notice, the blood doesn't even look real. There's no whole, like there's the the way that it's laying there. There's no way the trajectory. I think he staged it because just to scare them into it. I mean, not cool. Like that's not okay. But I think he was trying to see. He was going to through extreme measures to see who his true friends were. It cuts to black. We don't know what happened after that. We hear cops, but we don't know. I think he's alive. You think he's alive? I do. Hmm. And um, that's an interesting take. I, I just want to say to to anybody listening, if you're super confused about anything we're saying, I encourage you to look at the date of the release of this episode, and that'll kind of explain everything. But um, yeah, I, the room, um, just a, a, a masterpiece of mm -hmm. cinema. Mm -hmm. Um. Any other final thoughts on that? Not really. I well, mean, don't think too hard. It might not turn out it right. It might not turn out right. Which I, we can all live by. It's just, it's an enigma of a movie. Yeah. It's an anomaly. It's such a bizarre film, yet there's so, there's... It hits on most angles. It does. It's... I don't, I don't know. It's so right. bizarre, yet you can't stop watching. You can't. It's like a... It's a testament to how relatable it is. I think so. I think so. And on that note, we uh, will let you get back to your day. You know, Thank you for tuning in to another episode. We'll, um, we'll be back to, to finish the franchise in our next 
episode. So uh, thank you. You can find us on the Facebook, uh, Instagram. I don't think Twitter we're super active on right now, but I have been posting on Instagram. Mm. So thank you for for listening. Thanks for all the support. If you have any, if you have a different take on this film, let us know. Let us know. Uh, We have an email, sequelmen19 at gmail.com. So uh, thank you all. Christian, play us out. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, you kind of already did it. Well, Christian, I have nothing left to say except with that, we can't. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. What? Because. (sighs) And I I guess with all that being said, um, we truly, we can't wait for the next one. That's right, Spencer. Because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. The end. I take care. No, I think this is really going to resonate with a lot of people. The Room, Safe Space. First time watching that, it all the way that's through. That's going to be the sequel. And holy balls, it was real hard to keep it together through this episode. Yes. All I right. mean... <laughs>